This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Top Secret. Shh. Yeah. Shush. Is that officially part of the title or no? I, I mean, uh, I've, seen, yes. I've seen both ways. Because right. I think it was it was on HBO Plus as just Top Secret, but right. then on IMDb it's like shh, Top Secret. So. Whatever. Maybe that's just the tag. No, because the tagline is... Oh, I don't know what the tagline is. Anyway, this movie came out in 1984. Directed by Jim Abrams, David Zucker, Jerry Zucker. Written by Abrams, Zucker, and Zucker. Starring Val Kilmer, Omar Sharif, Jerry Kemp. I really didn't know anything other than... Um, uh, what's his face from Star Wars? With the big eye. <laughs> Peter Cushing. Pretty, Peter, yeah, Cushing. Peter Cushing. Who's like the only one I recognize? Uh, yeah, Lu- uh, Lucy Gutteridge. Gutteridge. The the love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's not. Has she been anything else? I don't know. Like I, I was looking up her yeah. her things. Like she's been in some stuff, but I don't think I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Just too bad because I fell a little bit in love with her in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she was a little cutie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you guys recognize the guy that played Deja Vu? Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's some <laughs> items from my list. Um, <laughs> set, set myself up there. Um, mm, it, it was no. the guy that played the nurse in uh, uh, Shakespeare in Love most recently. Like the old okay. drunk guy that, that played the, the nurse in the play in Shakespeare in Love. Maybe that rings a bell. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Alex, this is your movie. What's your history with it? Um, I've been watching this movie since I was a kid. I haven't seen... I actually haven't... I've seen it since I was a kid. And I haven't seen it in like years, like almost 20 years. And I'm like, you know what? I recently they did... I saw a review over at uh, Red Letter Media on YouTube. It's like, you know what? I haven't seen this in a while. Let's give it a shot. So I put it on the list, I watched it, and I remember <laughs> why I love this movie so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. All right, Scott, what's your history with this movie? I remember seeing this as a kid. Uh, I feel like there was an edited-for-TV version. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what I watched. And then at some point after that, uh, you know, knowing who the, the Zucker, Abram, Zucker brothers and Abram were... Uh, but otherwise, yeah, not seen this in a really long time. I remembered a couple of the sight gags, uh, but and and couple of the the key kind of scenes, but really didn't remember this movie much at all. So I went in fairly fresh. Okay, um, I've I've never seen it. I've heard of it, but that, that's about it. So this is my first time watching it. Um, and we'll get into it. And with that, let's talk about seven items from the movie. Um, Alex, what's your number one? Number seven. My number seven (laughs) is 
as funny as the joke is, I understand the joke and how ridiculous it is, but it's still, it's unfortunate today's day and age, but it was really wincy about skeet surfing. I like it as a concept. It's hilarious. You know, shooting skeet while you're surfing and whatnot. And all the kids go running through the halls with their shotguns and everything. Yeah, it's like, I, it, it did cross my mind for a second. Um, also, for a second, I thought you were going to say something about the, the East German uh, women's, like, like athletic, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that too. But, um, yeah, that did cross my mind, Alex. Like, the, the concept is, is pretty funny, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, my number seven is, like, skeet surfing. It's like, oof. So to be honest, it was it was for me. I didn't even think about it because it's just so far fetched, just so out of left field. Yes. Other stuff we've talked about a little hits a little more home. This was just mm-hmm. so far out there that yeah. didn't really didn't raise anything. But what did was you know in the Beach Boys song and this there's like a Weird Al song called Trigger Happy. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard that song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is uh, very much in that Beach Boys, right, right, like. I don't know, style of music. That's what I thought of. I was like, hey, did Weird Al steal this shit? So that's what I thought of with that. Ask Coolio. Here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask Coolio. Uh, Scott, which number seven? Uh, number seven was uh, them putting the boots on the cow. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so this, stupid. This, this, this movie is... Uh, is in, at points inspired, um, at, at points incredibly juvenile, and, and most of the time somewhere in between. Um, yeah, what is that thing Hedonism Bot says? Uh, it's as brilliant as it is stupid. Oh, that, that's that's the, the the robot devil. It's as lousy as it is brilliant. Talking about the yeah. fry zappa, but um, yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just seeing the cow wear the the stupid boots <laughs> that, was, that made me laugh every single or at least chuckle. Um, such a ridiculous thing. There's there's a lot of like non sequitur stuff in this movie um, that are barely even jokes, but are still funny just because they're so weird and the, the it's executed well. Uh, but yeah, boots mm-hmm. on the cow. It's <laughs> oh, my number right. seven. <laughs> My number seven, I have little German joke works every time. Never seen this movie. As soon as she said, oh, I know a little German. I'm like, oh, she's going to point to a little dude over there. Sure enough. And I died, even though I saw the joke coming a mile away. Oh, God. That's Mm -hmm. little. She knows a little German and he's right over there. Alex, what's your number six? Uh, My number six. And, uh, oh, the wife is in the room, so she might not <laughs> like hearing this. But <laughs> Go on. You know how in past episodes we've uh, talked about our first uh, time seeing boobies uh-huh. <laughs> while watching a movie? Uh, this might be Luca's first one. Uh-oh. <laughs> My oldest son. Because we're, it's, you know, PG, but I forgot it, to factor it, in that it's, it's was it is 1984. PG. Was it with the woman that had her face out of the sand? No, not her, because she was still wearing a top. This is during the uh, where, where uh, Val Kilmer finds the scientist when he's tunneling through the prison and everything. He tries Alfred? to escape. <laughs> and he finds, yeah, was that Alfred? The back yeah, cave, yeah. From, it was from the Michael, Michael Keaton ones, yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, Nick Rivers finds Alfred. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a bunch of sciencey stuff and everything because he's still working in the right, giant okay, magnet. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. But then in one of the shots, <laughs> there's a poster of – and it's one of those, like, uh, the ladies that they paint on the side of bombers. Yeah, it's like World a pinup girl. Yeah, yeah. It's a pinup girl, but she's topless. Yeah, <laughs> I look yeah. over at my son and he looks over at me and he's beet red. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Surprised he didn't give you the Alex eyebrows. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) If my younger son son was paying attention, he was playing on the Switch. If he was paying attention, he probably would have. (laughs) But Luke is like, this movie's not appropriate, Dad. (laughs) If he was really smart, he would have like bribed or like he would have blackmailed you. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. He's a good kid. So yeah, this this I don't it's Technically a painting and a poster, so I wouldn't count it, but he'll probably remember this was for this the rest really of his life. PG? I thought it was, wasn't it? It's not PG? I, I'm not saying that it's not. I, I honestly don't know. It's PG. Uh, it is, it yeah. is 1984, so. Yeah, it's 1984 PG. PG. Yeah. <laughs> it got a factor in the release date yeah. for these old movies. But Scott mentioned the girl in the sand. Like that's like the first photo. If you look at photos on IMDb, it's just her. <laughs> yeah, for some reason that's it's the opening shot. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I know exactly why somebody made that the opening shot, but it's it's not what mm-hmm. you would expect. But yeah. All right, Scott, number six. All right, uh, number six. Um, are, are you are you guys gonna be talking about musical numbers at all? No. Oh, actually, no, but. Okay, very I, good. I I just want I, okay, then I, I just want to ask you guys like overall, like do you think they made the movie better, worse? Didn't worse. matter. Yeah, I, no, I would say I, I'd say I they disagree. Like, so here's what I would say: like I think there was good stuff here, and I think the the Zucker Abrams team really really wanted to do like a musical, <laughs> and this is like what they kind of hashed out. Um, no, I think well that, but they were aping on old Elvis movies too. No, no, I know, I know, I, I yeah, I, I totally get that. But they did it over and over and over again, right? Um, They're just like an old Elvis movie. Yeah, it's like you know, like and and I, I don't have it on my list, but uh, like Mel Kimmer does a really good Elvis. <laughs> yeah, he's a killer Elvis. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to ask about that because that's like half the movie are these these musical numbers with him and. Supposedly, it really is him singing. Um, mm-hmm. so, He's in the credits. Yeah, yeah. performed by. Yeah, so uh, good it's on. It's his first movie, Kyle. too. Yeah. Uh, Damn, he killed it. But uh, anyway, I want to talk specifically about a, a musical number. Um, so, so my list just kind of devolved mostly into just my favorite jokes in this, because this is one of those joke-a-minute movies, but there's mm-hmm. less of a plot line through this than, than some of the other Abram Zucker movies. Uh, But anyways, the end of the Please Spend the Night With Me song, when he goes through all the the attempted suicides, that that made me laugh. (laughs) First, it's the news. It's like, okay, that's that's, that's pretty funny. There's randomly a stove. (laughs) Or an oven, I mean. And he puts his head in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then (laughs) there's railroad tracks that he lays down on on stage. Uh, that, that, That was a... A great gag. So that's my number six. One of the the funnier jokes in the movie. <laughs> that was good. All right. Uh, you already stole my number six. That was the cow and boots. 
Um, <laughs> so I never thought I needed yeah. to see a cow walk in boots, and I do. I did, and that's hilarious. <laughs> this is almost as good as kitten mittens. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> cow in boots or kitten mittens? Putting but... shoes and gloves on animals is great. <laughs> but you couldn't do that today either. Anyway, uh, Alex, number five. My number five, and I love this bit of trivia. Omar Sharif is in this movie. Oscar winner, very well respected. Lawrence of uh, Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> uh, Dr. Zhivago. Got a frog in your throat? I guess so. And a uh, bit of trivia that I read uh, years back, but I'll never forget it. And it's like, why would a, an Oscar winner, res- like highly you know, respected actor, being like a dumb, you know, boner comedy type like this with the Zucker brothers. And he's like, well, because they asked, <laughs> like nobody had asked me to do anything like comedic before. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. He's only in like three scenes, right? Yeah. He's in a few. And he sells it. <laughs> they put him through the ringer. Yeah. They give him the, the, the Norberg the treatment, the OJ treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Just compacted in that car. Oh, man. And she's tried to look in his glove compartment for stuff. <laughs> that was classic Zucker Brothers. The yeah. Oh my gosh. Boobs in the face and then joke happens. Yes. That it would the equivalent be like uh what's Last of the Mohicans? What's his face? Being in a Will Ferrell movie. Would that be yeah. like a Daniel Day uh, Lewis? Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. I I wouldn't even say Will Ferrell. I I would say like in a Fairly Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah no yeah okay yeah All I right. would love to see Daniel Day-Lewis in a Fairly Brothers <laughs> Scott number five uh, number five is, is the uh, my notes I have the Swedish backward shop uh, oh man higher on my list but yeah so just, just for starters <laughs> so like, fucking I'm, good. I'm, I'm sure Jeff had the same reaction as me and probably you, Alex. I don't know how you remember the, the movie, but I was like, is that Peter Cushing? <laughs> when they walked yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I said, I, I said, I said, oh, Grand Admiral Talkin, only you could be so bold. That's what I actually said. <laughs> and, then, and then Laura looked over at you and said, this is why I fell in love with you. <laughs> and then um, I never spoke with her British accent again. Um <laughs> So it's such a weird, like ambitious scene for them to throw them in this movie. Um, it's it's kind of funny uh, that just again from a, a non sequitur point of view, and the fact that that that's the I guess the joke is that's what Swedish sounds like, so that's what they <laughs> that's, yeah that's how they did that. But uh, backwards English. It's just kind of impressive. They they how they. I mean, choreographing was not so like it was far from perfect, but uh, just like Val Kilmer catching the books and um, and then playing out that entire scene that way. Uh, it just again was, was it felt ambitious for for what the rest of the movie was doing um, and, and weird, and and I enjoyed it. So the Swedish backward shop. Also, there was a book that on that one of those tables that said something like. The lesbian bars of North Carolina, or something weird like that. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know if that was a joke about anything other than just having something weird on on there. But yeah, 
So I found it fascinating because as a person who's made a backwards movie before, you can check it out on YouTube, Anti-Gravity Room. Um, I knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> and I was laughing my ass off, especially when they went up the poles. Oh, yeah. The, yeah that's right. And he tells them, oh, you just go up that pole. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number five, which is – this was just a st- – just a st- just as stupid as the little German joke when they just walk by the door that says janitor on it. They open it and the dude just standing there. Oh, that almost made my list. <laughs> and and he, I think he looks directly at the camera when they're closing the door, too. I don't know. I just, <laughs> so goddamn stupid. But I laughed a lot, so made my list. That's number five. Alex, number four. My number four is, yeah, the musical numbers. I was very impressed at how Kilmer handled all the dancing and the singing and like factoring that this is his first movie, like ever the first thing, the first the credit on IMDb. It's top secret. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there's some, some cool stuff going on in each of those scenes, some funny stuff. I felt like they all just went on too long and took up too much of the movie. Yeah. Well, I've seen a few of those old Elvis movies and whatnot. And uh, the, the setups, to get him to sing, or oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure uh, on it's par. No, I, I'm, it's I'm, on par. Yeah, I'm sure it's 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 yeah, definitely. Joke I remember it. there was one Elvis movie where he was supposed to still be in high school, and he's confronting two toughs, and he was like, "Oh, I'm a student over at so and so high school." The two toughs are like, "Oh yeah, well, why don't you sing the uh, the fight song for that high school?" <laughs> so Elvis goes and does a little musical number about the fight school for the song, yeah. like. I was thinking the the pizza house one. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, how's the pizza? Like when they're doing the what kind of dancing you call that? Uh, jitterbug sock hop. Twi- yeah. Twist jitterbug sock hop. But but what is it? I was I was I was laughing in that scene when they're at one point like in the back and you see guys like twirling women <laughs> the dummies yeah <laughs> we're just big dummies yeah, yeah that was great yeah, that, was, that was good <laughs> it looked good in the background there all right uh ah scott number four uh so number four uh in my note i have hamster street shot um <laughs> i'm assuming oh, they're hamsters i have no idea though i think they're uh, but I, I, I went or mice to, or mice. They're, they're probably mice. But uh, I went, I went and rewatched the scene a couple times, and I, I was like, kind of taken aback because it was, it was a, it was a good bit of editing, and the, the, the model like was super cool, and then just the non sequitur mice running through, which again, that's it's. Like there's no joke there. Like it's just <laughs> it's just something weird that's happening. And then they they're like running into cars, and they they added the, the car sound effect. And like I I just I love the shot though. Like um, I, I I don't know why it it affected me so much. Um, and I was I was going through the trivia afterward, and I can't who knows if this is true, but they they said that model was used in Superman. For one of the the down shots, um, that the Abrams came across it, um, and they wanted to use it, so because it was filmed in Pinewood, uh, so all that shit's laying around. Oh, okay, so they, yeah, yeah. 
they took liberties, but yeah, I don't know why, but I, I just love that the hamsters and the, the miniature cars, like, it's so dumb, but like, still a cool shot at the same time. Uh, that was my number four. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, have you guys played uh, that old Xbox game, Mirror's Edge? Yes. I think it came out on everything, actually. Sounds familiar. Uh, where it's all first person parkour. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. But there is a sniping section and you have to look down at a street and and there is an Easter egg where I forget what you have to do, but eventually there's a hamster that runs a giant hamster that runs with the little cars and whatnot. So <laughs> now I'm wondering if it was yeah, an homage to this movie or is it just because big hamsters with little cars is funny. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Um, my number four is when he goes to the the what, whatever they call it, the cultural festival or dinner or whatever, and it's oh yes, sir, you have here, but we need to get you a jacket and tie. And he comes out in a full <laughs> custom fit tux. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the background gang. Yeah, I don't, I don't mention. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Gets for the whole thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, number three. Uh, my number three, and this got the biggest laugh of the night when I saw this, was uh, <laughs> after Val Kilmer comes out of the water and then the girl, what's her face, sees that <laughs> he's safe. <laughs> she's caught me completely by surprise, but her boobs just start glowing. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that at all. But yeah, I was. Oh my god! Yeah, I missed that. I don't remember that. Which girl? The main girl? Yeah. yeah. She sees him like relieved. Is like, oh, what a hunk! Her boobs just start glowing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that it was so unexpected, and it floored me. Oh man, I don't think I'm ever gonna recover from that joke. Oh my gosh. So stupid. I love it. <laughs> All right. Scott, number three. Uh, okay. We'll beat you guys to this one. Uh, the the Latin joke. Jokes. Ah, it's number one. Okay. How is this not number one, Scott? There's well, never going to not be a hick hike hoke joke in a movie ever <laughs> I, again. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, running through Latin jokes, that's pretty funny. And then, yeah, they, they threw that thing in there. Well, we'll get to it when we get to you, Jeff. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for you. Oh, it's not even on my list. But yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, my number three is yeah. the underwater bar fight. <laughs> oh, number one. It's um, is it okay? Then we'll talk about it later. But pretty clever, pretty fun. Yeah, so fucking good. All right. Well, then, uh, Alex, what's your number two? My number two is the backwards uh, scene at the bookstore. It was just phenomenal because, like, at the beginning, I completely forgot about this as well. So when they come in through the door, all of that looks a hundred percent natural up until they start talking, and I'm like, oh shit, they're t- okay, they're talking backwards. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> he did that. Walking in through the door, both of them did like it was like forwards, like the mannerisms that they had. I had no idea that all of that was filmed backwards. And then you get into the whole scene and everything and it starts falling apart a little bit. But still, it's just brilliant. A lot of effort for a little gag. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Very, very ambitious. And just think like how many times they had to do it too, like where the books had to launch into his hand. 
right? So he may not <laughs> no, be throwing he threw them in them, there. No, he threw them up there. Like, yeah, whatever. They're launching into his hand, <laughs> and he has to catch him, right? So like, yeah. Thomas, that's that's a, that's a good, yeah. <laughs> and he can't like flinch or like look ahead of time. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Um. All right, Scott, number two. Uh, remember when I said this movie uh, <laughs> kind of facilitates between uh, juvenile and, and inspired? Uh, this this joke checks off both boxes for me. And it's the ballet dancers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the this is the biggest laugh in the movie for me by far. Like, Alex, you, you talk about the glowing boobs. This, this was it for me. Like, the dongs. Because of the giant, the, the giant bulges and I, and I laughed. And then I, uh, like, <laughs> really started going when uh, they cut back and they're carrying the ballet dancers off to, to end the number. And, like, you see the last couple actually standing on the bulges <laughs> as they're being <laughs> held up. Oh, I was dying. Like, that That was funny shit. So that's my number two. Yeah, like, was it one of, like, one of the girls, like, running across all of them? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, I felt, you know what, that, that was funny, but I felt like... It, it was unneeded at that point. Like the joke had been made. Uh, oh, it was needed. But uh, yeah, the, <laughs> but when they're carrying him off stage, and yeah, <laughs> when a couple of them are actually standing on it, on the bulges, like oh god. <laughs> All right, uh, my number tool is the back in school dream because <laughs> I have funny. this dream. <laughs> oh yeah, four times a year. I don't know. I still get it to this day. And it's like dead on. And then when he wakes out of it and he finds out, oh, no, he's only being tortured <laughs> and he's relieved. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so God. good. <laughs> Think you're studying for the big test? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you guys have that dream or no? Oh, yeah. No. Nope. Like you wake up, it's like, oh, no, I'm only like behind on a work project that's like, <laughs> you know, have to like work this weekend on, but at least I'm not yeah. in school anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, mine never seemed to relate. I mean, maybe guys, it's like deep down inside it means something, but it's not. It's never been like, yeah, okay, I'm falling behind in work. It's just I don't know. I just had this dream. I'm like, why the fuck did I take this English class and why did I never go? It's the finals. <laughs> it's never like a specific test, just like a general, like failing school kind of thing for me anyway. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number one. Num- num- number one is the underwater saloon bar fight. <laughs> just uh, again, just taking non sequiturs to a whole different level, and the, the just the commitment and the hours that they had to spend filming underwater and everything choreographed. It's like it was brilliant. I loved every second of it. Yep, I agree. Like again, very inspired. Uh... Like for them to commit to it so hard. <laughs> I know. Uh, just the, the, to the very end, dude, he's just walking out the door. He's like, "Oh, thank you, little lady." <laughs> Dips his hat. I think that might be my favorite favorite thing of the whole sequence is when, yeah, he he like pops his collar and just starts walking out the, the saloon doors. <laughs> <laughs> like you can just swim up at that point. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, hey, he's got to walk out of the saloon. Guys sitting around like playing playing cards, like the bartender. <laughs> Oh jeez! Yeah, throwing them across the across the bar, everything, all the cliche Western bar fight stuff was in there, but underwater, it's like a whole another dimension to it. It's great. And then he comes up to see some glowing boobs, as you do. Yeah. 
That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, same for you, Scott. That's your number one? Yeah, that's my number one. Right, anything to add? Uh, nope. <laughs> All right. Well, my number one has already been discussed. It's the Latin jokes. Um as most of you know, all three of us took Latin in high school, so whatever Latin does appear, I think it kind of jumps up on the radar, jumps up for us. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's just doing random, e pluribus unum, and all that, all that shit. And then when he starts doing the Hikai Coke, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> just like, like somebody on the staff knew Latin, enough Latin, they're like, I'm going to stick this in here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do actual declension. And if you don't know what declension is, then you're lucky. But uh, yeah, Kai Coke, who is who is who is? <laughs> yeah, I pulled it up because I don't remember all of it. Hikai Coke, Honk Hock Hoke, Huis Huis Huis, Huik Huik Huik, Hoke Hoke Hoke. That's just singular. Now we gotta do the plural. <laughs> he high hike. <laughs> I don't even remember this. Horum Horum Horum. I remember that. Yeah. His. He's, he's, he's. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's was the, the genitive and the. Nope. No? No, it's the uh, ablative and part of the date and the dative. The dative. Oh, dative. Yeah, Jesus. Well, we lost our one listener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, but we gained so many more. <laughs> Agricola Estonia. That's all I'm saying. Garth, come back. Agricola Estonia. There you go. Now you know how to say this well, actually, and that in Latin. Latin. Yes. If we're going to do the actual. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, was it this? No, these. What is it? I don't even figure out what it is now. Which one? This? Hick? Yeah. It's this, right? Singular this, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I clicked the first one. I clicked on it. And it has it. And then it has an example of high... Nucus, these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, well, any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. See. When they push that Nazi off the one of the parapets, it just shatters. <laughs> She's made of glass. That was great. That was good. Yeah. The the Pac Man gag. Oh, that, was, that was dumb. That was dumb. Uh, the. <laughs> The moving train platform, which I remembered. Oh, uh, that was so fucking good. Just peeling the curtain back on filming techniques. It was great. Awesome. Uh, the fact that there was a Howard Johnson in East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, there, there was, was one in the Old West, too, wasn't there? Yeah. In Blazing Saddles. Do it for Randolph Scott, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the fireplaces. Yeah, the and keep popping up there's yeah. yeah there's two fireplaces in the love making scene and then when they're parachuting down there's another one yeah oh, what else the uh, oh the, so the parachute i forgot to add that i like that how he's just kind of falling past her and <laughs> yeah. she calls him he yeah. comes back up and then she does the typical she turns away from him and they're having this conversation i thought that was pretty good yeah that was that was pretty funny the uh, oh. yeah the uh the germ, the general, <laughs> uh, when he says, "You better hope for your sake that the the, the sergeant lives or whatever," and he's on the phone. And he's like, "I see. Let me know if his condition changes." 
He's dead. <laughs> I saw that joke coming a mile yeah, away. Like, too. You've, seen, you've seen too many of the, the Zucker stuff yeah. to, to not see that coming. Mm-hmm. It was still pretty funny. It's the, good. The uh, bike stampede. Maybe trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one that that very very nearly made my list was the the guy the the weird guys that could fly and they land on the pigeon statue and start oh, pissing yeah, to dig a shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was weird. Oh my gosh, there's that. Um, yeah, yeah. The the guy from Shakespeare Love that was Jim Carter, by the way. Uh, the, oh, uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah the uh, the the scale model when they're going over the plan for the attack. It starts yeah. the dirt, and then it like eventually is like an actual model of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. prison. Um, yeah. The weird uh, Isle of the Blue Lagoon reference, which did not age well. <laughs> Nobody today is going to get that reference. I don't even know if you guys did. The what? When she explains how they got trapped at the island. Yeah. Oh, the Blue Lagoon? Yeah. I thought you said the the eye of the blue lagoon. You mean oh. it's the aisle? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, I had like the ripple blanc. That was pretty good. I don't even know if that means anything today. Is ripple even still a drink? I don't know. Was I didn't get the I didn't get the joke that it was like pure acid or whatever. Well, ripple was like supposed to just the really cheap malt liquor like back in the day okay. is what the bums are drinking on the streets and stuff so, if I remember correctly so the 84 was a good good year for it or whatever yeah. <laughs> um, the deja vu joke when they introduce him <laughs> yeah. I know you from somewhere I remember you I forgot what it was but yeah. I chuckled um, but uh, finally just a, a bit of trivia um, I I have a hard time thinking this is true but if if it is it's crazy um so they they made uh, like a plaster model of Peter Cushing's face for that weird eye thing that he has um, in that scene, and they said they used that to model his face for uh, what was it uh, Rogue One? Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. That's true. That's awesome. That's crazy. Um, I hope it's true. Um, but uh, yeah. That's it. A lot of notes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's time to rank it. As usual, we rank on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Alex, what do you rank this movie? Oh, this is an easy six for me. I, I love this movie so much from beginning to end. It's just a good time. Good, stupid, good, stupid jokes. Good, stupid, smart jokes. <laughs> it's got everything. Okay, Scott. Uh, it's tough. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Um, yeah, there were a lot of jokes that did make me laugh, but a lot that didn't. Um, this movie had a, a feel of them just kind of throwing everything at the that would that would stick and see what landed. Um, yeah, it just didn't land with me the the same way that that airplane or Naked Gun did so yeah yeah a four all right well i agree with all that but that's why i'm giving it a five like to me those movies are sixes or sevens and this one is not as good but i still enjoyed it so it's right. a five for me it'd be a lower five but i i liked it i could say i definitely liked it more than i didn't so 
All right, there it is. And now it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five complicated practical shots. So we did, was, what inspired that from this movie in particular, Alex? Uh, just the underwater fight scene. Because okay. just, it's just the practical scene that's very complicated to shoot for such a small gag. Okay. All right, well, what's your number five? My number five... Uh, this one, I couldn't think of anything, so I put it on the list. It's not so complicated, but I know it took a lot of work to do. And that was the Wizard of Oz going from sepia tone to color. Did you guys oh, read about how they did this? That's actually higher on my list. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you talk about it. But yeah, it, when I read about it and how they did it, I'm like, oh, shit. Because I thought it was a, a simple like lens switch or, or something or, like that. Or that they like touched up the film itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't that at all, so I'll let Scott reveal that one. All right. Well, Scott, what's your number five? Um, I preface my list by saying this was really hard for me because <laughs> I, I was trying to avoid anything that involved models, like like Star Wars or something like that, because that's technically like practical effects, right? Those are practical shots they're doing. Um, and I tried to avoid any of those super long tracking shots. Um, cause why those are very complicated. That's more about, I feel like cinematography than, yeah. than, than some right. sort of stuff. But anyways, um, yeah. So my list, yeah, this is what I came up with. Uh, my number five is from Amelie. Um, and there's, there's all kinds of cool camera tricks in this movie, but, uh, there's a shot where she's putting together the, uh, the letters from the, the long lost soldier. Oh um, yeah, and she holds it up with like the scissors, and like the camera does this like zoom in and speed up and zoom in and speed up. Um, that that's that's like super cool, uh, but it's all in one shot. Um, like I don't, I'm, I'm not really describing all that well, but it was one of the few things I thought of. So yeah, that's that's my number five. No, she had to cut up all that stuff like on set. Must right, her- right, yeah, yeah. She was hours. Okay. Well, my number five, my list is, well, we'll get to some of those when I have a little, I'm cheating a little bit here, but my number five is a practical shot. And I did not know this until relatively recently. It's from the original Iron Man movie when Pepper Potts is replacing the arc reactor in Tony's chest. And that is like a real, it's a fake chest and he's really there. There's no CGI or anything when she has her hand in him. Oh yeah. Damn, that's good. Yeah, so that's I feel that's nice because it's in a modern movie with all the all the options for CGI, right? This is a modern movie, and they still did it that way. I really appreciated that. So yeah, that's cool. Um, one 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 note, Jeff. Um, I you know I mentioned sometimes I watch those like stuntman react videos, uh-huh. and I've seen a few where they talk about some of the Avengers stuff, and uh, like you'd be surprised like what the Russo brothers were doing that were all practical stuff, like. In the like Civil War, when they're running through that tunnel, yeah. Oh man, I should have added it to, to that list. Like now that list. I think about yeah. it, I should have added that in shit. <laughs> yeah, well, but that, well, that's see, more that's more about a stunt though. That's more about stunt work than like a, like a shot, I guess. But that's all. That's real people running, yeah. like, and those are like real yeah. cars going by. I'm like, it's fucking crazy. No, that counts. Yeah, yeah. but it uh, is a stunt, but it's a highly technical shot. 
that they have to yeah. get and they have to everything has to be right <laughs> yeah I guess my, my, my point is though yeah don't sleep on the the mcu stuff like sometimes yeah. they they are doing really cool practical things Mm-hmm. I want to say I did think about that chase, but the only thing that ruins it for me is they did that first in the in Tim Burton's uh, Planet of the Apes movie, so that just ruins it for me. <laughs> um, oh, why, right. Alex? Number four. My number four is, and this has been done in a few movies, and it's uh, anytime there's a space movie now, you kind of have to use this method. Uh, that was used in 2001 Space Odyssey and very famously in Apollo 13, but the gravity plane shots. The vomit Uh, comet? Yeah, the vomit comet. Even though, you know, oh, it's an airplane that, you know, dives so that there's zero Gs for, you know, a couple seconds. It's still really fucking cool. I mean, Apollo 13 looks amazing, so... Yeah. It does, but you say they did that for 2001? Uh, Yeah, I never heard that. Yeah, I never heard that either. I don't even, that ship even exist back then? <laughs> Does that? Yeah. Isn't that where they had the floating pen at the beginning and that's why the uh, flight attendant was having a hard time like uh, grabbing onto the seats, getting over there? I, I don't know. It's, I guess yeah, I it's possible. I thought, that, I thought that was it. Yeah. In any case, the gravity plane. The Knowing Kubrick, he just invented an anti-gravity <laughs> machine. And- <laughs> he, probably, he probably made that poor woman like throw the pen up like they 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 tilted up the thing and throw it up and catch it again, yeah, yeah. Like five hundred times before they got the shot right, <laughs> and they'd be rated her after every single <laughs> yeah. time. All right, Scott, number four. Uh, number four is uh, the the Battle of the Bastards. Um, so most of the fight, I know most of the fight is CGI, but um, when when John's like under the mass of people and he's coming up for air. Um, that's some cool shit. Like, uh, I realize like MVP on that's probably like the sound editing guy, but, uh, like I remember watching that episode and thinking like, wow, I've never seen this before. Um, so, uh, you obviously don't watch rugby mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. Um, you know, and then it was just all downhill from there. But uh, Game of Thrones, Battle of Bastards. It's not downhill from there because the very next episode is one of my favorite. That's the whole. Uh, uh, it's not Hard Home, is it? No, Hard Home's way earlier. Okay, the Hard Home is fucking the, amazing. Yeah, no. As far as like each of them, the next episode after that one is the one with um, uh, when Cersei. Blows up the oh, oh the church. She gets she gets play the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like twenty minutes. Just awesome. All right. Um. So my number four. So this is kind of cheating, but I'm gonna allow it. So I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty loose in this list, Jeff. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I'm the judging this it's, it's from Roger Rabbit, and it's the Ink and Paint Club initial shot when he comes in. And yes, they put cartoon characters over this stuff, but those trays holding the drinks and the salt and oh, pepper yeah. shakers from yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's, uh, that's super valid, man. Like that, yeah, that man. shit is like, super hard to set up. Yeah, yeah. But there is some stuff, you know, stuff going on top. Right, of it, post but, and post. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that intro and I that I think I mentioned it when we did that movie. Like this, watching the special effects, the documentary on that when I was a kid really got me into special effects. Was like. 
I never thought about this before. So every time I'd watch it, I'm like trying to see it. Like I saw, I'm understanding it, but I'm still a stupid kid. And I'm looking to see if I can see the pole coming up through, you know, the waiter's arms and stuff. Cause the way I've all installed the stuff. And when, when, when we did that, was that, was that a top seven? I believe so. Okay. I'm curious what I put down. Cause like, I think about that movie sometimes, like what Bob Hoskins is doing in that movie. Like it's like some all time, like shit <laughs> put on film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which the who's the group we always talk about? Red Letter Media just did that that did them the other day. Oh, okay, on Roger Rabbit because I think they were talking about mm. the new Space Jam or something like that and how they're missing the point. Blah blah blah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it was a bunch of stuff in that movie, but the the Ink and Paint Club specifically that intro shot uh, is my number four. Uh, Alex, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was the Independence Day. For horizontal fire that like decimated yeah. cities and everything. Uh, I assumed, you know, like everybody, because this was a CGI fest, it was like, oh, they just did, you know, something with particles and CGI and everything, but the fire looked really good. And then when I learned that it was done, you know, with miniatures and vertical and actually exploding stuff, I was like, oh, that was very impressive. Huh. I mean, that's still early in CGI for the particle system. So, yeah, I. I I know that they could have done that with CGI, but they yeah, had the special effects and how they had to build it vertical because fire would just go up. You need it to go across. So that's why mm-hmm. they flipped it. That's really cool to think about. Yeah. And then blowing up those monuments and stuff. They were models, but it's practical. Cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Just the horizontal fire. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is the Wizard of Oz thing. Um, so like in, in like full disclosure, I didn't think of this right away. I had to do some research. Um, and then, yeah, like one of the things that kept popping up was, was the, the, the scene. So I watched it again, like the, like a, a YouTube clip of it. Um, and on its own, it's, it's a super cool transition. Um, even for something that, you know, as, as old as this movie is. Um, and yeah, I, I stopped to think about like, how do they do this? If this is an actual practical effect. Um, and, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, but you know, the, the house lands at the tornado, um, Dorothy's a little freaked out. Um, she goes outside, everything's in sepia. Um, she opens the door and everything is in wonderful technicolor. She steps out. <laughs> wonderful technicolor. Uh, but it's all in the same shot, like when she goes to open the door. Um, so it's like, wow, how do they do this? Because it's like, you know, they either, I, my first thought was like Alex was saying, they either messed with the like a camera lens or they went back and actually like sepied up the frame or something like that. Um, what they did was actually like really clever. Um, it's the same shot, but what happens when Dorothy opens the door she she goes out of frame for a second. Um, so what they did was they put her double um, and they painted this woman sepia and gave her sepia clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she had like whatever, probably lead paint on her skin. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, poor lady. Uh, she This other woman, because you don't see her face, she opens the door and, and then um, it's Judy Garland that steps out and, you know, in her normal clothes and in full color. But yeah, it, so the whole inside of the house is 
is black it's, and yeah, white. Yeah, the inside of the house is all yeah. painted sepia as yeah. well. Everything's all painted. Yeah. yeah, but it was just a very, very clever, um, you know, and still nascent filmmaking. You know, yeah. this wasn't the first color film, but it was the first like Technicolor film. So, um, you know, they they Wonderful. really wanted to drive the point home of like this is what movies can look like, uh, and they I think they they couldn't have done like anything better than than that shot. So yeah, it's just like super cool shot from kind of movie history. Um, were you, were you guys with us when we were at uh, DCA uh, Disneyland Disney California Adventure, and it was toward the end of of Tower of Terror, and they were doing lots of like special events for it or whatever, and we were in line for cars. Yes, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like a group of like four or five people like come in a special line or whatever, and they're painted like black and white. And it was free. It was just a living color. And all of a sudden, these people, they were, their makeup was so good and their clothing was so good. They just walked by. We're like, it was surreal, man. Like, what the hell is going <laughs> You're on? You're in Pleasantville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was trippy. But yeah, they were all dressed up in the night. Uh, whatever, I forgot what era the hotel is supposed to be. 40s, 50s, 30s. I don't know. But they were dressed in those clothes, but all black and white. It was freaking cool. It was interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number three. Uh, this is kind of like the Roger Rabbit one in a way that it's there's a little bit of special effects, but it is all on on hot on camera here, and it's the scene from Superman when uh, and this is kind of I guess, think Scott, you're saying you're kind of going from long shots or trick shots, but after uh, flying one of the terrible parts of Superman where he flies with Lois Lane, uh, and he sets her, he drops her back off on her roof. And then he takes off. Superman flies, flies away. And in the same shot, she walks inside the house. The, the doorbell rings and Clark Kent is there. And it's just a really cool shot. And I guess they just did some rear projection screen of Superman flying away in the original shot. And then yeah, Christopher Reeves. fucking tell. Yeah. And then Christopher Reeves is just outside the door waiting to ring the doorbell. So pretty freaking cool. I, I never knew until I watched the commentary and uh, – Dick Donner dislikes smoke and Dill's good stuff. <laughs> uh, good stuff on his commentary track. Ver, versum, vermilicilitude? Yeah, vers- verisimilitude. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is the rotating hallways. Um, I first saw this on Interview with a Vampire, and I thought it was pretty cool, even though the, the camera wasn't... <laughs> Uh, bolted down as firmly as it could so you can see it shaking a bit when the uh, the whole set rotates but in uh, Inception when everything came together and I-, I thought there was some CGI trickery going on in there but now it's all practical with wires and and the rotating set that was amazing like a, a massive set too like with, yeah like with huge motors rotating it like super super elaborate uh for for that sequence yeah and jogolev mm-hmm. who's priceless oh hell yeah <laughs> uh what was the other movie that did that uh we just did it last year uh, poltergeist right they had a rotating set oh, for that's that right yeah the, the yeah. house yeah. they're doing some cool, cool stuff with they've that done but, that they've done it mm-hmm. in uh nightmare on elm street a couple times. All Still right. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. Scott, number two. Uh, number two is uh, Old Boy. Uh, most recently of Framed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the the way the shot transitions from 
the single hallway um, to the uh, like a completely different set piece where the the fourth wall is missing so that we can look at it from the side. Um, and then just the way the camera goes back and forth as they go back and up the, the hallway at that point. Um, it is a very elaborate scene. Um, like the, the lighting, um, just the, the, the distance the camera keeps from the action. Um, it, yeah, it was, uh, like an all timer. I think we, we all agreed when we watched the movie. Um, so, uh, yeah, old boy, the, the hallway fight. All right. I don't even remember that now. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, um, all right. My number two, uh, it's hard to pick, so I'm just going to say all the force perspective shots from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> ah, number one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just going to call one out. Most of the ones early, because I don't know if they do it as much later in the movie, but they definitely set it up a lot in the Shire when Gandalf mm-hmm. first shows up. And so I'll just pick, you know, Frodo on the horse cart with Gandalf and how you see how far back the, the cart's all jacked up and how far they're actually sitting apart from each other when you watch all. All of that stuff. So all of that. And I think I feel like they do it a lot early in the movie. Then later on, they just like double, you know, their stunt doubles or their, their body doubles. Vigo. I can't tweet. <laughs> yeah. There's some <laughs> terrible ones. Like that always the one where the when Gandalf picks um who goes with him? It's Pippin, right? That he puts on yeah. a horse to we take away. Pippin, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like a total doll. He just puts him on the horse. Yeah. But, there, um, there's, there's like, I like it's like my favorite things in the world. But there's a few shots with the hobbits like running around with the full size people that have not aged well. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? That's that's my only criticism. Then you know. Yeah. What's the one where I think it's also Pippin where like he gets he gets tossed. So little guy gets tossed and then he like rolls behind a rock and then back to, you know, the actor yeah, that's, pops up. That's, that's when Denethor throws him out of the hall. Yeah, okay. He basically throws him like <laughs> under the camera or he throws a stun double under the camera and then he gets up in front of it. Yeah. Like, it's little tricks like that are so yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lies. So the goes, what is it? <laughs> yes. the... So ends the life of Denethor. <laughs> there it is. Son of the Canadian or whatever. <laughs> Don't forget your cherry tomatoes. It runs for yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Like you're on a horse, Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf just starts doing his declension. Hick, hike, hike, oak. Oak. Yes, please, please, please. <laughs> Oh god! All right, what's our number ones, Alex? Uh, yeah, the Lord of the Rings force perspective. Uh, the one I love the most is when Gandalf is inside uh, Bag End with uh, not Bilbo. What's it, Frodo? And he's having, you know, they're having lunch. He's bringing out the the cheese and everything. And when you see the actual set that they had to build so that it moves, like when the camera moves also, so that it keeps the force perspective correct, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. On top of everything else that they did. Yeah. All right. Scott, number one. Uh, Number one is kind of cheating, but just Mad Max Fury Road, like the whole movie. Honorable mention for me. <laughs> yeah. Like if, you, if you want to get into specifics, like the pole vaulting cars, <laughs> if I had to pick oh, one thing. So fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, Flamethrowing guitar. Which, again, yeah. it's more like like stunts than anything else, but just 
the scale of setting that shit up. Like, like I have a hard time seeing something out doing Mad Max for a while anyway. So. I haven't watched that in a while. I think it's time to put that back in. All right. Uh, my number one, and this was the first one I thought of, and um, it's also one of the ones, the movie had been out for over 10 years before I knew it was a practical effect, and that's uh, when Peter Parker catches all the food in the lunch tray and MJ in the first original Spider-Man movie. So I don't know if you remember the scene. MJ's yeah. walking along with her food tray and she slips and he jumps up with the spidey sense and just all the food and he catches it on the tray. And that's never would have thought that was a real effect, but they swear by it. It took like a hundred and something takes, but eventually he got it. Well, that was really cool. Damn. Um, I thought it would have been like guided by strings or something. I mean, it still could have been aided a little bit, but he was there catching them all, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I still have a soft spot for those original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, at least the first two. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, all right. I had two honorable mentions. You already mentioned Fury Road. And then the other one, which I've heard this was practical, but I couldn't verify it, uh, the truck flip in Dark Knight. Yeah, I saw uh, that. That's, that sounds crazy, but yeah, that's... They flipped the whole diesel trailer and all. Yeah, I mean, scene. That, again, that Jeez. felt more like just a singular stunt that they set, right. like, forever up. Which, again, that was Mad Max, too, so I wanted to talk, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. But like I said, you guys already mentioned Inception. That's what's-his-face. Just, I think, probably per movie, he has to do stuff like that. I think Batman Re- Return... Oh, I already forgot what the third one is. Dark Knight rises the plane scene at the beginning that's practical yeah with little finger and brain <laughs> any from you guys yeah i'm good all right nope well it's time for alex knows sports i'm alex and i like sports sports ball so a little bit of happy sports news uh pitford steeler tj watt and the soccer player, Danny Rhodes, got married this weekend. What? <laughs> uh, and I've been looking over the rules. There is no rule that says that your wife cannot play uh, NFL football as a kicker. Uh. So alongside a, a mule, a giraffe, an ostrich, now we have a lady. And golden retrievers, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Air Bud, I forgot. So, yeah. So she'll probably be drafted to the Steelers. There we go. There's no rule. This kid's gonna uh, I mean, Kate, Kate Ireland already broke that uh, gender role. What do I want to say here? Kate Ireland was on the football team. Kathy Ireland. What was that? Was it her? Is that on my list? Uh, yeah, I think it, Necessary Roughness. Yeah, Kathy Ireland. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was her. Is that on my list? I'll double check that. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Although it does have <laughs> Wow, Robert Loja. <laughs> it's got it's got vintage Loja. Yeah. Uh, Alright, uh, it's time for DM News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was ya. Threw in an extra ya there, Alex. Threw me out mm. a little bit. I did. <laughs> um Yeah, just uh Keeping it keeping it quick this week, just a couple reviews. Uh, and uh, it's feeling a little under the weather, so it wasn't taking on anything too challenging. Uh, just stuff I could just kind of sit there and veg out on a little bit when I was upright. And 
I watched on Hulu The Princess. Um, it's a Fox production. Uh, so if anybody's wondering what, what Fox is mo doing these days as far as making movies, uh, it's apparently direct to video or direct to, <laughs> to streaming, I guess. Mm -hmm. Although it doesn't mm -hmm. quite have the stigma as it used to. But anyways, this is a a take on the... Uh, I, there's not a specific name for the genre, but the trapped inside of a building and fighting your way out. So like Dread or The Raid. Um, so this is a take on that. Um, uh, not Not as... Good as either of those other two I mentioned, but uh, still a lot of fun. Um, just, just dumb action. Uh, the the titular princess. I don't remember if they even say her name. Um, like she Buttercup. basically fights her way out of a tower. Um, that's pretty much the whole plot. <laughs> so it's on Hulu. I recommend it if you're looking for something to just kind of veg out on some action. Um, it's, you know, it's swords. So scratch that itch as far as that kind of action. Uh, and then the other thing I watched on Hulu uh, was uh, an FX show uh, called The Bear. Um, so I'm several episodes into this, um, and I, I do recommend it. Uh, like, like all FX shows, it's like probably grittier than it needs to be. <laughs> but uh, it, it is good stuff. It's about a, a struggling... Um, like beef sandwich restaurant in Chicago um, and uh, like the people that, that work there and yeah, it's, it's, it's like chef drama. <laughs> it's like a drama show, but centers around making food. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So uh, when he wants to check that out, uh, but other than that, I don't got much to say. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Uh Yeah. If you've ever wondered what a Ghibli studio anime movie would be where they take on Game of Thrones, have I got the series for you. It's called The Ranking of Kings. And it's very cutesy, but some horrible stuff happens to it. Yeah, I've heard it's not <laughs> to all the characters. It is not, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is so freaking good. It's like you think you have the villains pegged and you think, okay, this is like a standard anime one-dimensional characters and nope. Everybody's got like different layers, different motivations. They really like ah, it, it's fantastic. I love it. I'm loving it so far. I'm halfway through. Cool. So yeah, I recommend. Uh, anything else? No, that's it for me, man. All right. Hefe. Um, yeah, I, a few things actually. I finished Stranger Things. So the oh, second gosh, volume yeah. volume two of season four came out. I finished that. It's just two episodes. But the second episode's like two hours and forty minutes or something like that. So it's like a movie, <laughs> um, really good. I I feel like they're sticking the landing here. Like I was a little worried it had been out such a long time. The kids are growing up, and but um, mm -hmm. I'm still really enjoying it. And they said like one more season, and so if they could stick that landing. We one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, just really like it. Yeah. Uh, the, as I was watching somebody else talk about it, it's it's not just the sci-fi. It's the they've built up the characters so much that you really don't care what they're doing. It's just you really enjoy almost all of them. And that's really they kind of like doing. that Star Trek vibe. If you're into Star Trek. Anyways. Yeah. And, just, yeah. and there's so many characters too. So it's hard, but all of them, most of them, I think get enough that you just, you're, you're, you care about all of them. So really dig that. And then I made it to the movie theaters twice this weekend. 
I saw Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, I was not able to get out to see that. Yeah. Um, I won't say anything, uh, you know, spoil anything, but I really enjoyed it. It's very funny, you know, as with Ragnarok and um, it's, you know, it's one of the funnier Marvel movies. I think of it more like the Guardians. Um, or, so. or just like a sequel to Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely enjoy this a lot more than Stranger Things, not Stranger Things, uh, Doctor Stranger Things. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but they're different movies. But I just I prefer, I prefer the fun of this over the horror of the Sam Raimi uh, Doctor Strange. But I still liked them both. Um, and then after that, I went and saw Elvis. Yeah. So, I can remember. Um, TC yeah. baby, TC baby, and uh, that was really good too. <laughs> I know nothing about Elvis. I know he plays. He's, well, he's we, one I of the musicians. We watched that doc documentary. Yeah, where he stole those dance moves, those uh, dance moves from that poor cripple boy. No, 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 no. The, <laughs> the, the yes, one, he did. The 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 one where um, he lives in the retirement home. Oh, that one too. That's yeah. later in life. Yeah. The chin. You mean Elvis? Yeah. yeah. Sebastian. Um, <laughs> so what do I got? It was really good. I know it's by that director that's, I think, I mean, I know Scott loves Moulin Rouge. I don't know if you like all his other stuff, but. Um, Baz Lerman. Baz, yeah. Baz, and Lerman. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to hop back real quick. Scott, this is going to be the most ironic. Yeah, I don't know if I want to call it ironic, but um, you can't like Thor Love and Thunder because one of your biggest pet peeves of all time for you happens in this movie. Oh, he lets himself be captured. Fuck. No. Said, I'm oh. not going to say what it is. I'm not going to say what it is. Is it is a it, coffee cup? Is it an empty is coffee it cup? Is it an empty cup? Because I hate that too. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. It's, it's not an empty cup. Okay, well, I'll have to think about this then. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you'll know it as soon as it happens. I'll just, I'll tell you that as soon as you do it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to <laughs> Elvis. It was really good. The, the actor, I really don't know who he is, but I thought he played Elvis really well. Um, I think Tom Hanks was a little distracting in the fat makeup, the fat suit. And it's just, I kind of wish it wasn't Tom Hanks. It's just because the whole time it's like, it's fat Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel, Colonel Tom Parker looks like fat Tom Hanks. Um, but yeah, I know nothing about the history of Elvis. So for me... I was learning the whole time on the edge of my seat. Ooh, it's going to happen. And we actually went with our parents. Uh, Laura took her parents. I took my mom. And of course, they know a lot more about it. They're like, oh, yeah, they knew everything. But um, yeah, it was fun. Um, my toe was tapping for the first like half of the movie. It's a long one. It's two hours and 40 minutes. So by the yeah. end, my, my foot was sore <laughs> from tap, all that tapping. Tapping, tapping, tapping. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend both of them. Does, um, does it, any point does it show him eating like the peanut butter banana sandwiches? It does not. Oh, boo. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. TCP, TCP. Uh, all right, it sounds like we're good. This is at, at still well over an hour. It's one of our shorter episodes recently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we sign off, I just dedicate this one to my grandpa, Opa. He passed over the weekend or the week and uh, miss you a lot, Opa. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.